I think you, Lizzie Savetsky, I, I have crowned you as uh, our hero. So good morning to you and Happy New Year. Good morning. Happy New Year. And that is a very high compliment. And <laughs> yeah, it's listen, a lot of pressure. I'll, thank you. Uh, yeah, no pressure at all. I'll thank you. And I'll, uh, I'll accept it with very humbly. You and your husband. Of course, I met your husband, Dr. Ira first, and he's a sweet man, a terrific doctor. And uh, if you want new breasts, call Dr. Iris Sebastian. <laughs> he did mine, actually. <laughs> did he really? He did. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that. Yep. That's funny. Um, so I want to get to the uh, the Netanyahu stuff right off the bat. Uh, it seems that a lot of Israelis are uh, upset with Bibi. Uh, there have been protests like we're seeing here in the streets of New York, these low lives, these pro-Palestinians. They're having those protests in Israel as well, but they're not pro-Palestinian. They're anti-Netanyahu. Now, let me just tell you, I'm on record saying I love Bibi. There's no question that him and his people uh, got job. They did a terrible job. Somehow Hamas and Iran and all these countries figured out a way to do what they did, and that's a blemish on Netanyahu's record. There's no question about it. But I do love the guy, and I'm a little surprised that the people there in Israel who want the hostages out are holding that against him. When, if you're going to be honest about this, that's a Hamas thing. It's not a Netanyahu thing. Any thoughts on the protests from Netanyahu in Israel? I And so even before October 7th, I have always stood firm in that I am an American Jew. I'm not an Israeli, and it's important for me to support Israel unconditionally. And so I, um, you know, I, I don't have I, I support Israel, I support their leader, and that's where I stand. And I can't pretend to understand how it must feel to be an Israeli right now after going through October 7th. And so I can't put myself in their shoes and understand the pain that they must feel, the betrayal that they must feel. And so I, I really don't have an opinion. That's fair. No, that's, 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 a, that's a very fair answer. Well, talking about the pain, Mia Shem was the first video that we saw in terms of Hamas and the hostages. And she's a beautiful girl beautiful. in her early 20s, beautiful. And, um, you know, I remember coming on the air, Lizzie's, before you and I became friendly, before your husband was even here. And these guys can, can, can uh, actually attest to this. October 9th, two days after the attacks. And I said, right now I'm sick about the girls mm-hmm. they are holding hostage. I swear to God, Lizzie. And I said to Lou and Justin that day, I said, they got to be raping these girls 20, 30, 40 times a day. I mean, I will talk about the Times article that all of a sudden came to the conclusion I made months ago, a couple of weeks ago. So Shem is on video. Mm-hmm. Her arm is basically blown off. And she's saying, ah, you know, they're treating me very nicely, but I want to come home. Yeah. And they let her go. And I figured they would never let her go because she's an attractive female. And they pick girls specifically for rape. She had to be one of those. But they let her go. And now she's got kind of conflicting stories last week about what she went through. Yeah. Tell me about that. So initially, Mia had said that she was treated well um, after, I'm sorry, in her hostage video, she said, obviously, whatever they had told her to say. I'm sure she was reading a script. But immediately upon release, she had said that they treated her well. They gave her food. And, you know. Well, she also made the point that she was not being held by the Hamas terrorists. That, she that they handed up to some family. family. Like yes. she saw a mommy, a daddy, and yeah. kids. And they treated her like one of their kids. Well, that's what she had said. And I think she was probably, you know, just coming out of the most horrendous trauma of her life and brainwashed to the degree that she wanted to appease her her captors so that she would be able. And she also probably knows that a lot of the people that she said goodbye to that are still currently being held hostage, she doesn't want them to suffer because of what she says. So whatever she had said initially, I don't think that we can take at face value. 
she then came out and started to tell what it was really like, how they tortured her, how the psychological warfare, how they were giving the kids candy in front of her, and she was sitting and watching the kids while she's starving to death. They treated her like an animal. Mm. They operated on her, a veterinarian operated on her with no anesthesia, and he said mm. to her, she, she said in this latest video, that when she was yelling from pain, that he told her he was going to shove her down in the tunnel if she didn't shut up. Oh, my God. And so we were seeing, and she said every single person in Gaza is, and this is a, a very liberal girl who had, you know, she, she works at a tattoo parlor. She's not, um, you know, she's not some right-wing fanatic, like you said. Like me, right. <laughs> she got she, a little <laughs> wink there from Lizzie. <laughs> yeah. She No, so, she, you know, but for her to come out and say, Every person in Gaza is a terrorist. I was. I started to look around. I realized there are children here. There's a mom here. There's women here, and they so, are. They're complicit in holding me correct. hostage. I've been saying so that for from her day to have one that too. Realization. Uh, you know. I'm glad she said it because. Yeah, she I, can say it. She can speak to it. She was yeah, there. She said that she called it a holocaust, and she said there are no exact quote was there are no innocent people in that are in Gaza, and I've been saying that for months. My own daughter Ava wants to kill me. Because I don't have a lot of sympathy for even women, children, civilians. I don't want to see kids die. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a good-hearted person, exactly. But the idea they're innocent when they're being taught in the second grade to hate and kill the Jews is just not true. Yeah. They're innocent babies, but they are going to be trained to kill us. And I'm not okay with that. So we got to be careful when we, when we categorize Palestinians as innocent because well, eventually you know, they're not. And all the ones that are held in Israeli prisons that are under the age of 18, that's one of the arguments people will say. They're, they're holding our children captive. It's like, no, those are children who have been, you know, caught trying to stab Jews, trying to kill Jews, because this is the only ideal that they've been taught since they were old enough to even have a thought. So. so what exactly, when, when we see these uh, pro-Palestinians, and just so you know, Lizzie, I don't pay attention to them anymore. Right. Uh, maybe if I was trying to fly to Florida yesterday and they were <laughs> holding up Kennedy Airport, it may have annoyed me, to be right. honest. But to me, they become a joke. They're a joke. I, they actually made me nervous way back when. That right. first Bay Ridge parade with 5,000 parade, rally with 5,000 people. I'm like, oh, my God, they're coming to kill me. At this point, I laugh at them. They're a joke. They, they're just they're embarrassing themselves. But, but what exactly are they out there uh, protesting when we just made the comments, which Mia Shem made, which is, are there really any innocent people uh, that are Palestinians? What are they protesting? Well, you know, they're all feel, I think they all are just looking to be a part of something. Um, these are people that are really just lost souls that are, you know, these aren't, the majority of protesters aren't Palestinian people. So why are they jumped on board with this cause? It's really a matter of it's the oppressed versus the oppressor and in their narrative, the, the Jews are the and the Israelis are the oppressor. And therefore, every act against them is an act of resistance, no matter if it's rape, kidnapping, you know, as as brutal burning families alive. This is they stand by this. And it's really sick because this is the PR twist that they and, you know, I credit at Iran and uh, and the the Palestinian leadership for doing an amazing job with PR to get all of these useful idiots mm. on board with their cause. It's a, you know, you just said I credit them for doing an amazing job. You know, Trump says stuff like that, and they go, "Oh my God, he hates the Jews." <laughs> uh, and well, well, he would say something like, "Well, Putin's not stupid." Oh my God, he thinks Putin's smart, but he's right. You know, you don't. Yeah, want... these people don't get to where they are by but being, being idiots. stupid. Exactly. But being, but being smart and being evil. 
uh, th- that combination is the most lethal of combination. Of course, and sometimes that's hand-in-hand. Hand. Adolf Hitler was a very, very exactly. bright man, but, of course, he was a, a monster. Uh, you know, we, we talked about the sexual uh, depravity going on there, and I have not heard Mia Shem, thank God, come out and talk about any of it. Surprise, but thank God. But the New York Times did run a story last week, and you made a great appearance on Newsmax mm-hmm. talking about it, talking about all the sexual horrors. And, again, uh, part of the reason why I brought up what I said on October the 9th was, I've been talking about that from day one. Why did it take these other news outlets and newspapers? I know you said in your Instagram video, which I watch every day, you're brilliant, better late than never. But, no, that's not good enough for me. The New York Times has been an anti-Semitic rag dating all the way back to Hitler and World War II. They should have written this two months ago. Why does it take these people that long to come to something we knew about on October the 8th? Well, you know, I had just actually read something about the New York Times during the Holocaust and their stance and. So it was, I read that the, the Jewish owners at the time didn't want to print the truth about what was happening during the Holocaust because they thought that it would bring more hate towards Jews in America, which I thought was an interesting perspective and not one that I really get, but okay. And, you know, I think in this situation, their excuse is that they wanted to, to do all this research. And that's what the detractors on my Instagram post were saying that, you know, this was a very well-written article that took time to investigate. And while I respect that, a news outlet has a responsibility to report the news, and they can later then go and do their deep investigation. Sure. But for all these months, for, you know, we're talking almost three months, they were completely silent on this issue, yeah. Yeah. while the UN Women has been silent on this issue. And it's just, you know, we need, they have a responsibility to report the truth. And unfortunately, this story, I believe, didn't fit their narrative until it was too overwhelmingly true for them to ignore it any longer and then they had to go with it um and you know rape should never be used as an act of war i thought the article was actually incredibly well done oh it's great i just on october 9th that, it would have been great yeah it should have been it should have been and we've and we've had this we've had all of this footage we've had all of the testimonies for a long time so there was no reason that it should have taken as long as it did and again they could have done an initial report that was more brief, and then done the in-depth report. I don't know why they didn't do that. 